Hello everyone, my name is Allison Dijak and welcome to On The Scene here on Midtown Radio. We are your weekly source for KW music, arts, film and event listings. Thank you so much for staying patient with us. We had a few issues with our Wi-Fi connection, but we are live now. We want to begin our show by acknowledging that we are currently broadcasting on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Haudenosaunee, and Neutral people. And we recognize the enduring presence of First Nations, Métis, and Inuit people still gathering, living, and working in this area, as we use this contemporary stolen territory for sharing arts and culture. Now, our show will be live every Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m., and every week we are checking out a fun venue in town that is part of our local arts and culture scene. Tonight, we are here at Goldie's Convenience in downtown Kitchener. If you've never been here before, it is an amazing natural wine and cocktail bar. They host many fun events from weekly Tuesday night karaoke to Thursday queer wine night. And it is an amazing place to check out. It's also very beautiful. We are currently in the pink room. The front room is kind of like a teal tile everywhere the owner Lindsay, always says it gives off like 70s community pool vibe so <laughs> if you're into that it is certainly a place to check out i'm here with my co-producer derek Rydell, who's on the sound as always how are you derek i am fantastic allison how are you <laughs> Also good. Happy to be back here. We were back here and we were here in season one and uh, it was a fun place to be. Something about the Wi-Fi in this back room is a little bit cursed on our end. A little bit of technical difficulties, yeah. (laughs) But you know what? The drinks are good. Looks great in here. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Um, So Goldie's uh, is a fun place that I wish, I always say I wish that I came here more often and over uh, right at the end of March break. Uh, my partner and I decided to come here for karaoke for the first time. <laughs> I had seen that they had uh, like themed karaoke nights on Sundays. And I'm not a huge karaoke person. Even though I'm a singer, I, I don't know. Karaoke like freaks me out a little bit. But I saw that they had Broadway musicals theater um, karaoke. So I decided to check it out. I came to Goldie's for karaoke for the first time and honestly it was so fun yeah. just like what a great great time i sang like three songs what were they Re- <laughs> so matt and i had practiced one we were like we had to be <laughs> <Duet>. prepared <laughs> for karaoke we did we sang suddenly seymour from little shop of horrors nice. lovely duet and then i sang popular from wicked which i sang for like high school musical theater class and so <laughs> Like, I feel like I'm in high school, but I love this. Um, and then I also, what did I sing? I said, I sang Good Morning Baltimore, Baltimore okay. from Hairspray. Okay. So they were lovely. Um, have you ever done karaoke, Derek? Are you a karaoke person? I am definitely not a karaoke <laughs> person. Uh, I did karaoke once, probably okay. 20 some odd years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was at a stag and doe. <laughs> We got very intoxicated before we went up, and it was about four of us. Okay. And we did probably the worst rendition of People Are Strange by the Doors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, slurring it out, and uh, it was terrible. It was very bad. But we didn't know that the, the people that they're stagging don't. Yeah. They actually took karaoke really seriously, so <laughs> they were super offended oh, by... No. Our drunken antics, which was kind of fitting that we were singing the doors. Yeah. But yeah, that was the one and only time 
I've done karaoke. Yeah. So. <laughs> if you if you had to do karaoke again, what would be a go to song? What's one like you know all oh. the words, you know all the little bits and. Well, I feel if you're gonna do karaoke, it's got to be something. It's got to be some fun. Yeah. So I gotta go with I gotta go with Studio by Phil Collins. Sue Studio by Phil Collins. Okay. That's okay. that's that's my jam. That's a banger. I love Phil Collins. So nice. <laughs> I, I think I it would take. I'd probably do the worst rendition of it, okay. <laughs> and it would take a few drinks before I'd ever come close to doing no it. No judgment. No judgment. If I were, that would be maybe maybe the song. Nice. Again. Nice. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like I don't do regular karaoke often, but I do some sort of pop song. I like a pop ballad of some sort i'm like a huge like power ballad lover like demi lovato or like lady gaga or like some sort of like big ballad where i can just Something like can belt, belt it out, out. <laughs> yeah that would probably be i'd probably also would need a drink or two um to get a little confidence but it'd be a lot of fun that's honestly part of the f- <laughs> part of karaoke i think is exactly that you need a little courage juice exactly yeah yeah. well i've heard honestly that tuesday nights are just like such a fun place uh fun place to be at goldie's on on a tuesday night it is the it's the place to be on tuesday nights yes i have never ventured the tuesday night myself but i know plenty of people that do and uh yeah it's 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 the place to be on a tuesday night (laughs) i think in the summer i'll have to make it happen when i don't have to teach small children the next day (laughs) Well, we're excited to be back here tonight at Goldie's Convenience in downtown Kitchener. Um, We also have two awesome local guests that we'll be hearing from. Becca Hosts, who is a local trivia and bingo host in town, is going to be joining us to talk about how she got into the world of trivia. And we'll also be putting our skills to the test. Derek and I will have to see how we do with some music trivia. Uh, In the second half of the show, we'll have our very first film review for On the Scene from Ashe Dalvi, a local queer activist and pop culture aficionado. We're also going to give you a bunch of local arts and culture events happening this weekend as always. Few things coming up this weekend. You can get your Shrek party on. You can go to a festival all about pickles. And the French Film Festival is coming to town as well. So stay tuned to find out more about all of those things. Well, we're going to kick things off with some music here. And for those of you that maybe were following along on social media, we were supposed to have Sarah Guidlinger join us as a guest host this evening. Unfortunately, she had something that came up, so I am back here for another episode. But we are going to go forward with the songs that she chose for the episode. And she actually chose a song from my band, I the Mountain. So usually I wouldn't do a little shameless plug and play my own music. But Sarah picked this song. So we are going to hear Little Wild by I the Mountain. When the morning comes, I was born 
just heard a little wild by i the mountain here on midtown radio welcome back to on the scene my name is allison die jack and we have a great show in store for you we are broadcasting here live on location at goldie's convenience in downtown kitchener hanging out in the pink room in the back i'm drinking one of the most fun cocktails i've ever had it's called a Calimocho, and it is a mixture of red wine and Coca-Cola, and I promise it tastes very good. Derek, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking uh, Miller High Life, but I'm drinking it out of the bottle. Yeah. Because if you're going to drink the champagne of beers, (laughs) you drink it out of the bottle, and I think this is the only place that I know of where you can get it out of the bottle. Yeah, it looks. It makes it look fancy. It's Absolutely. classy. It's classy. It's a you can't classy drink the champagne of beers out of a can. <laughs> well, we are excited to be here tonight. Uh, and over the next hour until 8 p.m., we'll be talking all about local arts and culture events going on in KW. And coming up shortly, I'll be chatting with Becca Hosts, a KW trivia and bingo master. In the second half of our show, we'll hear some local film reviews from Ashe Dalvi. So lots to look forward to. Before we dive into our interview, Derek, let's chat about some events. Let's do it. So this weekend, there is something called Pickle Fest in downtown Kitchener. Ah. I am intrigued and I about this. Love I it. <laughs> okay, so I have this thing where, like, when I was growing up, I was just I like loved pickles so much. I'm half Polish. I feel like it's in my blood, and so my family would always get me like pickle themed like Christmas and like birthday cards and like gag gifts and stuff like that. So like I don't know. I just like love things that are pickle themed. Also because I like the taste of them. But I think this is so so funny. So the museum in downtown Kitchener is hosting Pickle Fest, which is uh, happening on Friday night. People are going to get a sample from different restaurants and breweries that have like pickle themed 
dishes and I think drinks as well, like cocktails maybe. I don't know. Huh. Um, there's going to be pickle-themed activities, games, exhibitions, and lots of fun. So this is happening this Friday uh, starting at 7 p.m. Tickets are $40, and you get one sample from each restaurant and brewery. You get a beer tasting glass, and you get access to all of the activities and get to hang out at the museum for the night celebrating pickles. Pickles. <laughs> Sounds great. I love it so much. I actually have this birthday card from my brother from one year. It's just like a huge pickle with a birthday hat on it. I actually laughed for like a full minute when I <laughs> opened it. It was just so funny. I still have it. It was such a such a funny thing. <laughs> Derek, what are you excited for this weekend that's maybe not pickle themed? Or maybe it is. <laughs> I'm going to go with um, at Sugar on at excuse me Sugar Run on <laughs> yeah. Friday night uh, 9 p.m. It's a top shelf burlesque with so uh, guest of the show, Sassy Ray. Mm-hmm. Uh, never been able to catch the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm lucky enough that I'm going to be able to go see it this Friday. Nice. And then afterwards, I'll be hanging around and I'll be DJing the after party, the dance party. So nice. Back to back party at the Sugar Run. Yeah, it's going to be a fun night at Double Bill. So you can come for the burlesque and then nice. stay for the retro dance party. It's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. Sassy Ray was such a good guest. She was on our Halloween themed episode uh, last year in October. So fun to talk to. Yeah, so I'm great. sure she puts on an amazing burlesque show. Really, really looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, the last thing that caught my attention this weekend is that there is a Shrek rave coming to this. downtown Kitchener <laughs> as well. It seems to be like a touring thing. Like I kind of looked into it. I, it's like this company, I guess, that puts it on. They've been to like Toronto and also like Florida and they just keep touring around and they're in Kitchener this <laughs> weekend. So if you love Shrek, um, you can go have a dance party to Shrek all night on Friday. Starts at 9 p.m. You can get tickets on the Element Night Elements Nightclub Facebook page. So, all right. Are you a fan of Shrek, Derek? I saw the first one yeah, okay. in the theater years ago. Yeah. It was, it was good. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen any of the sequels or anything like that. They but. were okay. My family was like pretty into Shrek for some reason. I don't know. We went as a family growing up and it just became like a staple kind of in mm-hmm. our household. And there's like... If in the DVD version, there is this um, big musical medley that all the characters sing in the end, and me and my brothers all learned the different parts to this like musical thing that they do, <laughs> and we would like act it out in the basement all the time. <laughs> if that medley does not make an appearance at the Shrek rave, it is not a true Shrek rave. <laughs> But lots of other fun things happening that are not about pickles and Shrek. But it's a green uh, theme. Yeah, maybe, maybe like St. Patrick's Day just came a week late, and it had to be pickle and Shrek themed. (laughs) But if you want to check out any other events happening in town this weekend, uh, you can head to our website onthescenekw.ca, and we have a ton of local arts and culture events happening this weekend in music film, festivals, the stage, and comedy. 
Well, we love chatting with special guests every week at On The Scene that are making the local arts and events and culture space an amazing place in KW. My first guest is Becca Hosts, aka Rebecca Neal, a trivia, bingo, and games host here in KW. She can be found hosting various trivia leagues, Disney trivia, country trivia, 90s trivia, classic rock music bingo and so many more themed events almost every night of the week so we are very grateful to have her here before she scoots off to host more bingo later tonight welcome to on the scene becca thank you guys so much for having me i'm so excited to be here yeah we're excited to have you we were we were talking about it last season we were like we have to get becca on the show this (laughs) season because you are just doing so much i was looking at your instagram calendar there's something almost every single night of the week. That's pretty amazing. It's been really, <laughs> really amazing. It's been a whirlwind. Uh, I'm also one of those types of people that I just can't say no. Totally. So when somebody <laughs> wants to do something fun, I'm like, yes, I am game. Let's do it. Yeah. So it's a very busy schedule, but very rewarding. That's amazing. And so many different types of trivia. Like looking at your calendar, there was probably seven different themed nights and these regular leagues you do as well. What do you find the different crowds are like or the different vibes for like the different themes you have? You know, you have a country night, you have a 90s night. What are the different environments like? Oh, it's wild. Um, It's amazing the amount of people like everyone. There's a lot of people out there that has multiple uh, desires and multiple passions. So some people do come out to all of the events or a lot of the events. Um, But there's usually new people that it's it's the first time they've ever been out to see one of my events and play one of my games. So I get to meet a lot of new people every time. Um, I'd say that music bingo is usually a lot more... Uh, loosey-goosey people get to (laughs) have a couple drinks enjoy the music maybe dance and sing along a little bit whereas trivia is always a little bit more competitive some people come out in their regular uh you know knowledge buffs and they want to come out to win um some people probably could be on jeopardy if they wanted to uh so it's it's interesting seeing the different types of vibes uh and even general trivia with the leagues is different from like a Mm one-off themed trivia you know people that come out to like a friend's trivia they watch that show it's their passion and uh their their comfort show they like to watch it on repeat over and over and over again so they can probably say every single line yeah that's me from different shows (laughs) exactly um so it's a whole different vibe of that compared to like general trivia where everyone's just trying to strut their stuff yeah um but it's always a friendly friendly atmosphere and even with the competition people usually have a good time and like to uh (laughs) sometimes teams like to get a little bit uh maybe a little bit too competitive with one another, but it still stays kind of friendly and they get nice. to know each other and just like to razz on each other. So it's fun <laughs> getting to facilitate that. Yeah, of course. How did you get into this work? How did you decide you wanted to be a trivia and bingo host? I Honestly, I never thought that this is where I would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have, uh, I actually have a background in uh, theater. So okay. I went to school at uh, Windsor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to University of Windsor and got a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Acting. So I always had kind of a drive to entertain and be on a stage, mostly with theater. And uh, with that training, I got to do a little bit of voiceover and a little bit of film and television, but that wasn't quite my 
my shtick. Mm-hmm. And then when I got out of university, it was like trying to figure out my life. I ended up working at a brewery, uh, Descendants, okay. um, uh, Rip. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> while I was working there, I had a lot of opportunities where they wanted someone to host trivia. They wanted to start doing music bingo. And that's kind of where it all started in the KW region, like back in 2017. Mm -hmm. So I was just kind of at the right place at the right time um, and started doing bingo there, took over for their trivia events. um, And we had been doing a subscription-based type trivia that was kind of just generic that they would pay for, and I was just hosting it. And I was like, I think I could come up with the trivia games a little bit more. And I always enjoyed like Jeopardy and occasionally going to trivia night. So I was like, let's, I want to try and make my own games. So I started doing it and then COVID happened, did everything virtually. I was doing things on Facebook live, moved over to Twitch, uh, and just kind of made it my full-time gig and started my own business, started up Becca Host Entertainment. I decided, you know what? I'm not going to just be Rebecca, that person hosting things. I'm going to (laughs) be Becca Host. And, uh, it, it just kind of happened from there. And now I do it all the time at, at different bars and restaurants, um, occasionally do it for private events fundraisers like organizations for especially if they're like remote like tech companies they Mm -hmm. have businesses uh that have people all over the world so um i've been able to make it my full-time gig which i'm very very grateful for but it's i would have never guessed like i said i would have never guessed that this is where i would have been like five years ago um back when i was like trying to figure out what i was doing with my life so How do you find you keep the crowd like engaged and sort of amped up throughout the evening? Like, do they kind of bring that energy or do you ever find you have to kind of get them going a little bit to get into the night? Sometimes, um, sometimes the audience helps me a lot, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially if people are already there to have a good time. I definitely feed off that energy. Um, I'm definitely one of those types of people where uh, reading the room and feeling the vibe um, can really affect my mood. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it, it really is if, if the crowd isn't where it needs to be, it, it does take a lot mentally yeah. and kind of emotionally to try and get people back there. And uh, at the end of the day, I want to make sure that people are having a good time. Um, I've been called like the cruise director of people's yes. evenings. So uh, I, I take that very seriously. Sometimes it means that I need to go home and take a nap and just kind of recharge my batteries. But mm-hmm. it's it's difficult. I've definitely noticed if I have multiple events in one night, I feel very drained afterwards. Totally. Um, and I'm naturally actually a very introverted person so i find that i really have to keep my sanity uh in order to be that extroverted person when i'm on um totally but you know going around and talking to people even during the breaks of the games it recharges me a lot because i get to see how people are feeling about it mm-hmm. how they're enjoying it and if they're not how can i make it better even if it's just like you know, asking people, how are you doing tonight? Come on, guys, how are you doing? Yeah. Like, just keep asking. Nice and, to make those connections and stuff yeah, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Try it. Sometimes it's really just being that, like, stereotypical, like, host person that's just like, who's ready to rock and roll tonight? Yeah. And something, sometimes it's that simple. It's like, you know, you guys deserve a drink. You've had a long week. Nice. Let's get into it. So, yeah, it's uh, every night's different, but I'm always learning on, uh, on picking up how people feel, how the night is going. Totally. Um, if you had to choose one, what's like your favorite sort of zone of trivia? What's like your oh. favorite t- 
topic to ask or like types of questions that you love creating? I feel like that's such, uh, it's different from week to week. Okay, Um, cool. I really like trying to integrate fun facts, like things that I would have never known. Mm. Um, And if I can integrate that in a fun way into my game, even if it's something that somebody might not know, um, you know, wording the question in a way that they might be able to guess it or, you know, giving them a multiple choice option so that they can debate with their team, like what is what is the actual answer and having that moment to overhear people's conversations, thinking that they could it could be one answer, it could be the other and seeing their brain process. I, I think I like that more than sometimes the actual questions I come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, no, sometimes it's, it's a science question and it's just something really cool about the world. Yeah. Sometimes it's a pop culture question or history that it's like, I had no idea that's what was happening like 40 years ago. Um, and sometimes it's just like a really random fun fact that nobody would ever know in a million <laughs> years if they didn't do a study on it like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And then bringing it to people's attention. I think that's that's my favorite thing nice. um, rather than one specific kind of category. Yeah. Nice. That's so cool. Yeah. Neat to like be able to come up with those questions and just make people make people think, make people engaged, right? You never know what's going to hook an audience member or hook a team into like really getting into that big discussion or something like that. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. That's cool. Um, So how long have you been hosting trivia for? So I started actually in 2017, I think it was. Okay. Um, So I've been doing bingo and and trivia since then um, and just specifically on my own through my business since 2020. But Mm -hmm. I've had almost six years now of experience, which is crazy to think it doesn't seem that long. Yeah. What are you kind of hoping for the future of Becca hosts? Any things you would love to do or love to see it grow in a way? Or are you kind of hitting that sweet spot now? I, I'm really happy with kind of the uh, the projection of, of where things are going and, and how much it's been uh, well received in, in the community lately. Um, so I'm kind of just taking it day by day. Um, I do have to say, um, if I had a dollar for every time I was doing an event and talking on a mic and somebody came up to me being like, what radio station do you work for? Oh. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people ask me like, do you have radio? Like, do you have that kind yeah, of education and training? And I'm like, well, technically, I mean, I did voice and mm-hmm. like voice acting and, and theater. So I have that training, but I've never done radio and I've always had a passion to do something with radio. So I think that'd be really cool. Um, just personally, whether it's a career or even like a pastime. So um, it'd be interesting to see what that's like in the future. Um, And, you know, a lot of people say that, you know, it's more about podcasts and like, you know, Mm -hmm. local, local radio and things that take off. And I think that that's really important because, you know, it's another way of storytelling, which is like, I think what everyone does, whether you're acting or you're hosting Mm -hmm. or you're doing a radio station, it's like a storytelling. So I think whatever I'm doing is going to be some kind of storytelling. Very cool. Passion, uh, career. I keep saying passion, but yeah, like I I think that that's (laughs) That's good. That's what you have to have when you're in that type of, uh, in this type of field. So Mm. yeah, I'm not sure what, what the future brings. Once again, I don't know where I'll be in five years, just like I didn't know where I was five years ago. Exactly. Wonderful. Well, thanks for telling us a little bit about your story and so wonderful just to see that calendar full, so many events. And I'm sure the people that are going out to them are are loving it and really enjoying themselves too. Um, Derek and I are 
are going to get put to the test a little bit <laughs> yeah. with some music trivia. So Derek, he DJs. You got like the retro music going on. I know a little bit of retro music. And I also kind of know pop culture stuff. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how we do. So. I'm very curious to see. So <laughs> okay. I got a couple questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of them are like, you know, some of them as old as like the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. Okay. Some are like pop popular music, just kind of generic music. So I'm curious to see um, how you guys do with this. <laughs> And who okay. does better than the okay. other? I'm I know, are we, is it, are we gonna do one on one? Like we'll do a little competition. You know what? Whatever you want to do, I can go one. I can go back and forth, or I could just say the question. Whoever says it first, we'll do that. You yeah. Do, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Let's start off with a question. It is a '70s question, but I think it's pretty common uh, knowledge. So I'm, okay. I'm hoping you guys will know this. Who performed as Ziggy Stardust David in the Bowie. 70s? <laughs> oh, yeah. You're like, I didn't even get the okay. question. Oh, he's yeah. one of my, Bowie's one of my all-time favorites. Derek so. does like an annual David I Bowie do. special oh, night for his DJing. <laughs> <laughs> I would have I mean, gotten that if I thought about one. it for longer. <laughs> that's fair. Okay. Well, here's a little bit more of a recent one. Okay. And I say recent. It happened 11 years ago, but 2012 <laughs> in my mind is still yesterday. Yeah. So in 2012, a hologram of which late artist? Tupac. Is that correct? Is that is correct. Oh I was going to finish the question. Performed at Coachella <laughs> alongside Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre. Do you want me to let not? you finish the question? No, okay. I'm here for it. I think I it'll be funnier if I that. say the question is not even the correct answer. That would be. It's like Family Feud where it's just you buzz the answer. You got to answer regardless. I'm impressed. Okay, two, two for nothing. Yeah. All right. Okay, here's one where you have to name four different things. Okay. Oh, Name all four of the alcoholic beverages mentioned in Chumbawamba's song, Tub oh, Thumping. Whiskey drink, lager drink, cider drink. Vodka drink? There's a vodka oh, drink. Vodka drink. You got the fourth one. Okay, I okay. think that's pretty, that was a communal <laughs> effort. Okay. That's a team effort, I think. That's a team okay. effort. I think that's the I thing. Get, We're playing I as get a half team. A point. Okay. <laughs> okay, here's one for like classical music fans. Which woodwind instrument is sometimes referred to as the baby flute? A piccolo. Yes. Oh, there you oh go. Right. I had no idea. Played on the that flute one. in high school. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, here's one for classic rock, uh, which is fitting because that is what I'm gonna be doing later. At the start of the eighties, Led Zeppelin broke up after the unexpected death of which band member? John Bonham. John Bonham is the correct answer. No clue. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you know what? Let's go to one that I think you will love because you were talking a little bit earlier about Broadway and musical. Okay, Uh that's okay. I'm in trouble. (laughs) Two iconic movie musicals of the 60s have a main character with the same first name. Oh my Both of them have songs specifically about this character mentioning that name. What is the name I am referring to? Now, if you need a hint, I will give you the names of the musicals. I have an idea, but I'm not sure. Okay, give me give me one of the musicals. One of the musicals is West Side Story. Okay, Maria. Maria. That's what Maria. I, I, yes. I was pretty sure it was going to be Maria, but okay. And the other musical is? Oh, so, um, Sound of Music. Then. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Oh, I didn't even think about the Sound of Music. Okay. Okay, okay. there we go. Um, <laughs> how do you guys feel about finishing the lyric? Sure. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. I'm not going to sing it. This isn't karaoke, so I'm not going to sing it. (laughs) Jealousy, turning saints into the sea, swimming through sick lullabies, choking on your alibis, 
but it's just the price I pay. It's Mr. Brightside. Destiny is calling me. Oh, are we supposed to just say it? Oh, no. Finish the lyric. But it's just the price I pay. Destiny is calling me. Open up my eager eyes. I'm Mr. Brightside. Love that. Both okay. got that singing going on. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. We've okay, got time for maybe one more let's question. Let's do one more. Let's one do more one more. One that doesn't involve us singing. <laughs> it was good. It was good. My okay, band, my a, band covers that let's song. Let's do a Canadian question. Canadian history okay. music question. Okay. In 2005, The Tragically Hip had a song banned from several Canadian radio stations and most radio stations in the USA because of a specific event that happened that year. What was the name of that song by The Tragically Hip? Oh, gosh. I do it, not know The Tragically that's Hip. That's a good I'm Bob Cajun? I don't know. No. That's like the only It was in 2005. Yeah, it was mostly banned from the U.S. radio stations because of something that happened in the U.S. in, in the 2005. U- oh, in the U.S. In 2005. Boy, that's... I have... I'm tapping out yeah, on that one. I have I'm no stumped. Okay, on I'll give you an extra hint. It was because of Hurricane Katrina. Oh, New Orleans is sinking. New oh, Orleans is sinking. Yeah, okay. Yes. Okay. Great song. See, I like this. You're making us think. We got the fun fact. That was a good question. Fun fact. fact. I appreciate that. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Amazing. Oh, this is so fun. We should have trivia on this show more often. I love it. (laughs) Anytime. Anytime. Please. I hope that we get to chat again in the future sometime. This was so fun. But we won't keep you too long. You have to uh, be down at the Rabid Fox tonight for some, you said classic rock bingo. Classic rock music bingo. That's awesome. Uh, If people ever want to get in touch or attend one of your trivia nights where can they find your info um so definitely uh easiest way to message me is either on social media or email uh my handles on social media is at becca hosts and that is with an s at the end because i'm becca and i host (laughs) um and you can also access my email becca hosts at gmail or check out my website beccahosts.com wonderful well thanks so much and we're excited to chat again in the future thank you guys so much (laughs) we're gonna hear a song now from a local artist another awesome pick from sarah guidlinger this is jp sunga with his song in my bones what's up everyone it's jp sunga here my new song in my bones is coming up next right here on midtown radio What I'm after is like a song I feel it in my bones, yeah I feel it in my bones And the longer I sit around I breathe it in my lungs, yeah I breathe it in my lungs Heart is over for it
Out of touch and out of reach, I just wanted to be free. All this time, I held the key. I held the key. Out of touch and out of reach, I just wanted to be free. All this time. Just heard in my bones by local Waterloo artist JP Sunga here on Midtown Radio. Now, before we hop into our second interview of the evening, we're going to give you our full events rundown for the weekend. For a full listing of events, you can always head to our website on the scene kw.ca. At the top of the site, you'll see tabs for comedy, stage, music, festivals and markets, and more. You can click on each tab and see what's going on in the city. So in film this weekend at the Apollo, they are playing I Like Movies, Return to Soul, Cocaine Bear, Robocop, and Tammy and the T-Rex. At the Princess Original, they have the French Film Festival with some different films going on. They're also screening Brother and Castle in the Sky. The Princess Twin is also featuring some films from the French Film Festival, which I'll chat about later, as well as Cocaine Bear, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Women Talking, The Quiet Girl, and The Lost King. In music this weekend, on Friday night, you can head to the Duke of Wellington to hear The Gathering, the Jazz Room to hear Michael Sarian, the Registry Theatre to see Michael Jerome Brown, and the Sugar Run has Top Shelf Burlesque, followed by Retro Rewind, Rewind with DJ D- Good Doctor. Oh my goodness, what a mouthful. Sorry, <laughs> sitting right beside me. On Saturday night, Ace Ping Pong Lounge in Uptown Waterloo is hosting Fine Grind and Friends. The Churchill Arms has Carrie A. Key. Duke of Wellington has Claver House. And at the Registry Theatre, Janice Jo Lee is going to be hosting her album release show. And lastly, on the stage this weekend, you can head to Sugar Run on Friday for a top shelf burlesque show or also head to, oh my goodness, let me get the venue. There's a drag show happening in at the Pub on King on Sunday night. It's going to be a Carly Rae Jepsen and Dua Lipa night featuring 
Antique and Violet, Madison Avenue, Melody Bijou, and Sasha Tease. Um, the event is presented with the support of Go Freddy. Freddy is an online HIV prep provider, making HIV prevention more accessible to queer and trans communities. So you can head uh, to the Pub on King to get your fill of Carly Rae Jepsen and Dua Lipa and also support a good cause. That is all of our events highlights for tonight. But as always, you can head to our website on thescenekw.ca for more info. Now, we are always talking about the movies that are being screened at our local independent cinemas here. The Princess Original, Princess Twin, and Apollo Cinema. So we thought it was time to get a movie expert on here to actually talk about some of the movies that are out at the cinema right now. Our second guest, Ashe Dalvi, is the marketing lead and anti-oppressive consultant for Midtown Radio. They are the founder of Rad Riot Books, a local radical bookstore that prioritizes queer, migrant, and translated anti-racist literature. They are a queer advocate and activist and have performed stand-up comedy across the GTA. Ashe is also a huge film and pop culture buff, so they were the perfect person to provide us with some inside info into some of the movies that are playing locally right now. So last week I had the chance to sit down with Ashe and hear about three movies. Two were part of the inaugural Black Film Festival that happened at Princess Cinemas last week, and one was a Canadian indie film that is hitting theaters now. It was so great to talk about some of the highlights and lowlights of these three films. So let's hear from Ashe now. Hello, everyone. Allison Dijak here with On the Scene, and I'm sitting with Ashe Dalvi for our first film review of the season. Hello, Ashe. Bonjour, hi, namaskar, <laughs> namaste, lovely listeners. <laughs> Welcome to On the Scene, Ashe. We're so excited to have you here for our first ever local film review. This is so exciting. I'm so <laughs> happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I love it. So this week, Ashe went to see three films at our local cinemas, Princess Cinemas, and the Apollo. We always love highlighting all the great stuff that these cinemas are doing. So let's chat a little bit about these movies. Yes, absolutely. Also, let us start by congratulating Everything Everywhere All at Once for its incredible and well-deserved Oscar win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, certainly. For the listeners who may not know Everything Everywhere All at Once, one Best Picture, Best Lead Actress for Michelle Yeoh, the icon, the legend, Best Supporting Actor for Ke Hui Kwan, who made his return to Hollywood in this film, as well as Jamie Lee Curtis, another icon. Yeah. And both the directors, Daniel, Sh- Daniel Kwan and Daniel Chinat, also mm-hmm. won. Best for best director. My goodness, a total knockout. Total knockout. (laughs) I'm assuming you saw the film. I love the film. I have seen it so many times. Every time I watch it, there's something new I take away with me. Sounds fantastic. Very exciting. And yes, definitely a shout out is needed for the entire casting crew that brought that 
wonderful, wonderful work to the public. Um, let's chat a little bit about the movies that you saw this week. So yes. you attended uh, two out of the three films for the local um, Black Film Festival. Tell us about them. Absolutely. This week, Waterloo witnessed and experienced the inaugural Black Film Festival. Mm-hmm. And I, for one, am so grateful to be to have experienced it, to be to have participated in it. The first film that I attended was Summer of Soul. I followed the film. I've been following the film since last year when it was first released because Quest Love produced it. Oh. And for people who may not know, Quest Love is the leader of the roots mm-hmm. who th- can be seen every night on the Jimmy Fallon show. Mm-hmm. And Questlove is also a music archivist and brought to us a documentary that talks about a black music festival that was held in Harlem, New York in 1969. Okay. It was recorded and it was hugely attended. There were massive crowds of black folk gathering to witness um, and celebrate black art black music and black talent for me to know that oh my god this this festival used to exist but was buried in history because at the same time Woodstock was taking place yes and given the world that we live in and that we continue to live in oftentimes black art um, black excellence is often sidelined mm-hmm. to cater to the mass audience. I really enjoyed watching Summer of Soul. Yeah, wow. Well, honestly, huge congratulations to the people that put on the Black Film Festival this year. Very, very exciting. They were able to show the different films. It ran for three days. Um, so you were a big fan of the the first movie, Summer of Soul. That was absolutely a, a ten out of ten for you, to, or nine yes, out of ten. It was. I don't know. It was. I would definitely give it ten out of ten. Wow! Because it it brings back the importance and it reaffirms the importance of continuing to acknowledge and celebrate black art and black music mm-hmm. and not have it just restricted to February. Yeah. Which is why I love that the Black Film Festival did not happen in February. Yes, 100%. Yeah, it doesn't always have to all be in February, right? It can happen all year long. So fantastic. Um, The second film you saw, Brother, was also part of the Black Film Festival at Princess Cinemas. You said that you had seen the preview of this one Um, at TIFF? So the film premiered at TIFF Mm -hmm. and because I had worked... Um, with at Inside Out at the Lightbox, mm-hmm. I got a, I got a sneak preview of the film. Right, and I was so excited to watch this film because I love the book. Mm-hmm. David Chariandi's book Brother, that the movie is based on, is such a moving portrait on the black experience in the neighborhoods of Scarborough. Mm-hmm. It's so resonating, and to watch it come on screen to watch it being adapted for the screen by Clement Virgo was like a cherry on top for my experience with this piece, Mm -hmm. with this piece of literature. The film is so nuanced in its captivating 
and captivating in its quietness. Mm. And all of that builds into this increasing crescendo of thunder when you realize that these two black brothers are constantly required to contort and conform their identities because they are being questioned, they are being challenged, their existence is constantly being questioned and challenged by the white folks in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I really liked how in this film, we were celebrating these, this black relationship, this black sibling dynamic. Mm-hmm. We were celebrating a neighborhood that was flawed, but also loved a community that loved um, these two brothers. And also, we it, it was also a reflection on how their mom, who migrated from Jamaica, mm-hmm. was carrying with her a lot of of pressure a lot of trauma that unwittingly she put on to her children Mm. when we realize that something may not necessarily be right for one of the brothers we realize that what we are forced we're forced to question what role have we played Mm. in protecting the black children in protecting the black folks in our community and what can we do to make sure that they are not constantly questioned by the police force Mm -hmm. in this movie the one thing i really took away was every time the police force would in invade the black space even though the black space was just filled with joy and music and art and community because it was a celebratory black space, the white police force decided to invade it mm-hmm. and question it and challenge it. And in the film, we never get to see the face of the white police officer. All of their faces are blurred. And oh, I thought wow. that that was really, really interesting because we are centering the lives of these black blood black brothers we're centering the lives of this black community of what it has to go through every single day mm-hmm. and to them they're being constantly they're constantly having to face white supremacy in all of its different ways and forms mm-hmm. and i thought that that was a really really well done mm-hmm. decision to blur the white faces yeah yeah i mean i think for viewers probably like they know what that looks like. They know what that story is going to be. So let's shift the lens and go further in depth and the the main characters' stories, not the oppressors' stories, right? Wow. Wow. Sounds like a really powerful film as Such well. Such a powerful film. Yeah. And this one's still going to be playing um, at Princess Cinemas yes. for the next week. Um, so listeners can head out and try to catch a screening of Brother. Sounds like a really important and powerful it film. Is a, it is a powerful film. Um, okay. In our last couple of minutes, let's talk a little bit about the film you saw at the Apollo Cinema in downtown Kitchener. Um, I Like Movies. This is also a Canadian made film sort of an indie style I think based on a true story as well or loosely based Um, yeah Yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts on I like movies I like movies follows a narcissistic borderline sexist 
white boy who's a film nerd in high school about mm-hmm. to graduate only for him to realize that he will still be okay i and what i took away from the film was that even though you might be narcissist or borderline sexist where there's an instance where he almost physically assaults his coworker mm. but the nuance of us wanting to root for this individual are is completely taken away because this character by the end of the movie gets a $10,000 scholarship to a college and a university and nothing there are no consequences to his actions hmm. so i feel that the writing could have used a lot more work especially because you were showing a character who is flawed mm-hmm. but and their actions are harmful to strip that character from having to deal with any real human consequences takes away from an experience as a viewer for me to engage with this piece of cinema through a nuanced lens. Mhm. Yeah, it it can be hard when they're showing these negative qualities but the way that they're creating the film you do want to root for the character but then you're sometimes left with that unsettling feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, oh, why am I rooting for this villain when there's um all these negative traits associated with them mm-hmm. yeah and for me i thought that i wanted him to acknowledge that oh this is who i am and for there to be a consequence instead mm-hmm. of a benefit because then what you're telling people is that it is you're you're making it okay for children to treat everyone else like shit Mm-hmm. Just because you're a teen, moody teenager, right? Or something. Yeah, and you will get away with it, mm-hmm. but that's not the case. Mm-hmm. If um, so, if listeners were thinking of going to see the movie, what would you recommend to them to like go into it thinking, or sort of, um, I don't know, what's a recommendation for our listeners if they're thinking like, oh, this seems like interesting content. I'd like to see a Canadian movie, or maybe there's an actor I like in it. Um, what would your thoughts be to those people? Um, it's not a film I would recommend. I would say if people are going to watch the film, watch it if you want to see shots of the neighborhood of Burlington okay. and all the shot. <laughs> because that's where it's shot. Okay. And if you like uh, Percy's work in Wednesday, mm-hmm. watch it for him. For sure. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Ashe, for shining the light on these three movies and giving Absolutely. us an insider look yes. on them. Definitely a, a variety, a, a documentary, um, sort of a more dramatic, emotional piece, and then sort of this um, indie film dealing with some teenage angst. Um, we're really looking forward to hopefully having you back Absolutely. on the show to do, some more, <laughs> to do some more film reviews. Thank you. And, um, uh, folks can check out I Like Movies or Brother at Princess Cinema or Apollo in the next couple weeks. And Summer of Soul is, I believe, streaming on Disney+. Plus. Wonderful. So definitely need to check that one out as well. Thanks so much, Asha. Thank you.
That was just part of my conversation with Ashe Dalvi, all about three films that you may or may not want to check out. We actually had a longer conversation uh, talking about the movies and going into a little bit more depth. So if you want to hear the full film review on our website, you can head there later tonight. Onthescene.transistor.fm is where our on-demand listening is. Uh, We'll be posting a link on our Instagram later tonight. You can hear the full film review. Well, that is all the time that we have for On The Scene tonight. Thank you, as always, to our sponsor, the Uptown Waterloo BIA, for their support in making this show happen. And also a shout out to local jazz fusion band, Top Pocket. Their song, Wow, is our theme music for On The Scene this season. On The Scene is produced by Danielle DeVoe, Derek Rydell, and myself, Allison Dijak. A special, special thanks to my guests, Becca Hosts and Ashe Dalvi for chatting with us tonight. And thank you to our beautiful venue, Goldie's Convenience. If you're in the mood for karaoke or some amazing drinks and snacks, Goldie's Convenience is definitely a spot to check out in downtown Kitchener. You can tune in next week for another show highlighting all of the great arts and culture events happening around town. You can always follow along with all that we're up to on our Instagram at OnTheScenekW. If you stay tuned to Midtown Radio, you can hear a brand new episode of Afro Nights with Digimillennials, a great collection of music highlighting African talent and excellence with your host, Peter Pierce Alosia. I'm Allison Dijak. See you next week for another episode of On the Scene.